Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to Raven's Holiday Show with my co-host Lamia. How you doing? Hello, hello. How are you? I'm okay. Just chilling. Very good. Hey, did you know, right, I came across this today? That 16 years ago, on this day, Rob Zombie's film, The Devil's Rejects, was released. Oh, one of my favorite movies. I don't know which one I like more, either The Devil Reject or The House of a Thousand Corpse, because they're both even for me, but I like both of them. 16 oh. years. Damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> I, I love House of a Thousand Corpse. I don't... I feel like that's that's definitely my winner with his films. I did just see... Um, I didn't even know this was a movie, but a movie called 31 by him that I have not seen. That looks pretty good. Did you see that one? Yeah, that was good. To me, it wasn't one of his best ones. It was okay. It was it was all right. Like, between all the rest of his films, I put it, like, right in the middle. Besides, um, what was the other one? The Salem? Oh, the Lords of Salem. Yeah, I mean... That one creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was decent too. Was still to me wasn't one of his best ones. No, no. But um, I mean, not, I don't. So far, I don't think he did anything to surpass um, House of a Thousand Cross and Devil's Reject. Even Three from Hell didn't stand up to it though. But I still like all his movies. Oh yeah, I'm excited for the monsters he's doing. I know he gets a lot of mixed reviews, you know, but I'm excited to see his spin on it. Yeah, I know he loves the monsters. He was on him and Howard Stern are friends, and they always talking about like they used to go. He used to go to Howard Stern's house and hang out, and then they used to watch the monsters and just hang out. And, like they're super huge monster fans, so I wonder how good he's gonna make it. But you're always gonna have your good and your bad, so see how it's gonna go. I mean, it's not gonna be a hundred percent of fans just loving it because. You're always gonna have the haters hating what he do, and then you have the people loving it. So we'll see how this goes. Oh yeah, absolutely. Is it the movie or the show? I forgot which one it was. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's a show. Oh. I mean, you're gonna also have the mixed reviews for people who aren't a fan of remakes. I mean, I'm one of those people. The they just never stand up for me. So, but we'll see. We'll I don't mind. Chance. I don't mind remakes if they're good. <laughs> yeah, but it's very rare that they're they're good. I know, but I was thinking about one remake that I seen that I didn't care that they remade it because it was really awesome. I'm just I can't I can't recall it right now. Yeah, there are definitely a couple of them. I wish they would focus more on the not so great films from you know like yeah, remake the, the 80s. ones that are horrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't remake the good ones. Remake the horrible ones and make them better. <laughs> exactly, that would be so much more ideal. But anyway. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, today's review that we, me and Lamia was going to do, we're talking about the last movie for Fair Street, 1666, the trilogy, which I love the whole series of the three movies. And this one didn't disappoint to me at all. What did you, your takes on it? I, I loved it. I, I really, I really feel like it all tied together so well, ultimately. Um, I, I have to say 
and I know I've said this for each review we've done, mm-hmm. but the cast, the cast is phenomenal. Like you can really see them shine uh-huh. in like any role that they're put into. Like you're seeing their range and it's, it's just incredible. And I love how they recycle the cast. Yeah. The American Horror Story on it. They did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I think the overall execution without, you know, getting fully into the review, I just have to say, like, it, to me, it was perfect. It highlighted everything very well. Yeah, the cast was good. And I think they had every single one, basically, from the first two and the last one, didn't they? Um, yeah, actually. That I could remember. The mains, anyway. Yeah, definitely. They Yeah, because they had... Kiana, Kiana Madeira, I believe that's... I hope I'm not butchering her name. But the one who's Dina, and she plays the version of Sarah Fear because you know she's not the actual you know Sarah Fear but mm-hmm. um, she she really she shines yeah she shines through the whole three episodes she really does and also we have Ashley Zuckerman okay who plays Nick Good and mm-hmm. in you know 1666 he's Solomon Good Yep. This to me was probably one of my favorite roles. <laughs> he just executed it so well. Like, I didn't think for a second the movie was going to go the way it did. Yeah, I know. This one, to me, one of my favorite ones was 1994, but this was like either basically Ty or right behind it especially the second half of it when it just goes and it's just like the first half reminds me so much of the crucibles and salem the tv show or or any other horror witch hunt movie but then then 45 minutes in it started taking its own spin on it and got different and then after that the action and everything just went for the last hour i loved it yeah yeah absolutely Another thing with with <laughs> the whole cast, <laughs> I have to say, like, the script on this one definitely outshined both the first and the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was ambitious. The script was completely ambitious. It, it was challenging. It Keeping the accents so strong and the emotion along with it, like... They all, they all truly nailed it. I think that um, that came from the the director. What's her name? Um, we never even spoke about her, but she did all three um, Fair Street. Lee um, J- Lee J- Janiac, if that's if that's how you even pronounce it. I don't like you said. I don't want to butcher the names, but Janiac Lee Janiac. She's the director, screenwriters. And like even like in 2014, she did um this movie called The Mystery Honeymoon, which got good reviews. It was a B movie, but it got really good reviews. And it was starring this girl um Rose Leslie from I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. She's yes. Game of Thrones. <laughs> so yeah, she she's in that one. And she also did the Screen TV show, 
which not is not awesome. which is nothing to brag about because I love Scream more than anybody, but the show wasn't all that great. <laughs> but she did redeem herself by um, writing in the the Outpost um, TV series like from four years ago, and that was an awesome series. I was posting about that I think a couple of days ago. The Outpost she did so. She got, but this one they drove it drove her over the top now. So she's starting to get a lot of like for the new young horror kids are starting to like like her and like her take on how she's starting to do horror. I mean, she just turned 40 years old. So, I mean, t- t- to some people that's young, to some people that's old, depending on your age group. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people are starting to like her takes on, like, especially these three movies. They're saying she's like the new hot up-and-coming like screenwriter now. But just for these three movies, but we don't know what she got planned for the future yet. Oh, yeah. she You know, she's going to be like... And of course, I can't. Why can't I think of her name? J. J. K. Rowling. Oh, the okay. Harry Potter books. This is what I feel like this is going to turn into, but with movie series. Yeah, she's definitely like making like putting her own twist and spin on things. Like, like even like the movie was about a curse, and she made it seem different. About like made it like a blessing type of way. I can't explain it how I'm seeing it in my head, but that's how I got to take. I liked how she like told the story. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Be- because I think a lot of what these films are like, it- it's like they're um, they're saying how history repeats itself if nobody stops it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's basically, you know, what this last one was about, you know? They went through what they went through and they were ultimately able to stop the curse. Exactly. And I like how this one, too, they didn't even have to need, they didn't need a lot of killing. It was a lot of just, it was no death. It was just like a good storytelling. So a lot of people didn't even die in this one. If that's a spoiler or spoiler alert, it might be some spoilers in this one. Because this one's <laughs> like too good to tell without a spoiler. But if you haven't seen it yet, then, you know, that's on you. Because <laughs> they're good enough that you should have been rushing to go see it. But in the first two, there's a lot of death scenes. But this one wasn't really no death camp, but it's just a good storytelling and good characters. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There wasn't a lot of gore in it whatsoever. I think the parts that we did see, you know, the eyes gouged out from the kids and mm-hmm. Sarah Fear's hand. Oh, uh-huh. like, Uh-oh. yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. There was a lot of stabbing and good stabbing and blood curdling parts in the first and second one, but that scene in the courthouse with the the preacher with the eyes and the kids Mm-mm. there that was like just dark and de- not demonic it was just like that was like one of the best scenes parts in the whole series i like that part yeah that was it was very chilling that was not that was not something i would want to ever walk into i'd rather walk into somebody stabbing someone <laughs> i know right? than walk into that. into that that's like straight out of a you know yeah like you said demonic no, no, I'm all set. Demonic situation. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy. Everything's always creepier when you have like kids or teenagers and stuff like that. When when it's adults, it it does a good chill factor. But when it's like kids, for something about kids being haunted or like killed and or something like that, it makes it more just bone chilling to me. Oh yeah, I am completely, completely on the same page with you. It, that's terrifying. Kids being all creepy. Uh-uh. It's it's it reminds me of the Freddy Krueger song and 
with all the kids. <laughs> I ain't getting into that. Oh, the one, two, Freddy's waiting for you. Stop it. Oh, God. That's actually a, too much. That's not a bad song, actually. It's scary. It scares the hell out of me. I even like, though, how Dina, the series lead, how they, like, I like how they connected everything, like how they brought her from going to 1978 and all of a sudden she's like, she's fear the rich, they made her like to see inside the witch, she became the witch, even though she wasn't. And it, they walked her through her life in 1666. I love how they did that. Yeah. And then how they jumped it back from the first, the first half, it was all 1666. Then they jumped it back into the 1994 to tie it up for the hour and then shit just went right after that it just flowed so fast right after that oh yeah that that to me was incredible and then you know getting to see the dark side of Nick Good like once she came back mm-hmm. it was like what <laughs> <laughs> that that was really awesome how they did that and just like you was talking about in the first two movies like how the, the atmosphere they just stayed on point with the atmosphere like from they gave you the chills from the 1994 like the 80s horror like the scream mm-hmm. even though it was 94 if they gave it was had that 80s horror feel went straight to like sleepaway camp slash jason type of feel mm-hmm. in 78 to back in the day in the, in the 1666 type of witch hunt type of feel to slash boom right, right back absolutely they did it just well to me they did it well oh yeah i have to agree and the lighting in these atmospheres too like in the first one 94 you have the neon colors and then Mm -hmm. in 78 it's like the the orangey tones yes with the good soundtracks in both of the first two of course absolutely and then you have like the cooler like i want to call it cooler colors it was like a colder feeling in the 1666 Yes, with no good soundtrack because it's 1666. <laughs> I'm not remembering though if they had a soundtrack in the second half because it was back up to 94. But I just know I don't remember anything good of the music in 66. It was just straight up good, like about the acting and the storytelling and the characters. They did play an awesome song when they were going like crazy on the slashers, but I forget which song oh, it was. Oh yeah, when they when they had them locked in. The mall scene would just call it. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it. Just in case, too many spoilers. The super soakers. <laughs> yes, that was the super awesome. Super scenes. Yeah, that was cool, and that was a good homage back in the day when we used to play with those super soakers, and they used them for nice kind of weaponry. <laughs> mhm. Absolutely. I, so. I think leading leading up to the end, everything tied in incredibly. I think. Out of all three, I th- I do think that 1994 was the film that stood the most chance of standing alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all good, but tying them in just, it really, like, it tied up every little loose end, and it... I, Ultimately, it was it was just awesome. I loved it. The ending scenes too. I have to say, like without giving too too much away, it, it was incredible. Like that mall fight was epic. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like you said. Like to me, 1994 from beginning to end was good. From the storytelling from the beginning, then had it went the 
it kept going and going and it kept going faster and faster and faster like it built up perfectly mm-hmm. then as to 78 went from s- slow but good but slow to then the second half just boom fast and s- 1666 went slow but it was kind of more interesting because the way she made her take on like I said if you watch the crucibles and any kind of witch hunt story you're gonna be like oh this is everything's the same but then at some part it, she looked like she puts her own twist on it and then it becomes different and then the whole second half is just like a fucking a roller coaster ride it's just awesome yeah there was a couple weird things to me not weird things like what well no there was one weird thing the whole scene the whole scene with martin okay so at the end when they go and they drive up to a stoop and they're just like you want to help us kill officer good <laughs> like, like oh yeah me, it was such a strange twist but yeah that, that was just like it was just like somebody else did it and just threw it in the movie yeah i know what like, you're talking about <laughs> it was so random like he ended up fitting very well with them in the mall like it, yeah. it was perfect but to me it was just like what yeah, just, just out the blue martin you want to help us kill somebody I don't want to give it a lot away. Let me but, let me get my but, coat. Yeah, let me get my coat. It was just like, to me, I mean, I don't know how everybody else was going to look at it. People could be like, that was a weird scene or a stupid scene. But to me, that was like, you know what? They used to do stupid shit like that back in the 80s. <laughs> if you really think about it, you should be like, okay, this is just a stupid movie. And just like, let's just do something out the blue. And that's what it was. It reminds you of some stupid part in the 80s. That's how I got from it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I and think then, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go. No, and then when he started helping him, he's like you said, he fit right in perfectly, and it was just like that. Never part never even happened. It was like yeah. he was there the whole. It was like he was there all three of the movies. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it, it was cool how that happened, though. And At I first, pre- it was weird, but and I actually preferred if he was there for all three of the movies more because he was actually funny. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. I, I have to say though I think a, a big thing that I did not like about this movie is just the fact that at the end of the movie and I know it was this the 1666 part is this a spoiler then, um no I mean I don't, I don't really think so I just don't like how they sped through the ending you know when they went and they they saw Ziggy and told them, you know, told her the situation. Mm-hmm. It was like zip, zip, zip. And they were already at the mall with Martin and everything. And it just, I wish that they slowed oh, that down a little bit. That? Yeah. It just, to me, it just went a little too fast. Like they should have just pulled it back just a little bit, you know? Yeah. I can understand that. But then again, it is a, what I was gonna say is there's a it's not like an Oscar movie that you have to explain it's a horror movie so you can get away with that kind of stuff like yeah. when, when you're doing like real detail type movies like saying like like I say Oscar movie types and you gotta talk and know every single thing that's going on movies like that you can kind of cut and go like you don't really think about it me unless you're paying really deep attention like you are <laughs> but <laughs> it's just something I know but I know what be- you mean 
you know, because with 1978, I definitely felt like there was parts that they dragged on. Yes, they did. And it's like, okay, well, maybe if you just didn't drag that on so much and then you, you know, let that roll out a little bit. Yeah, you could have seen some of the budget and money for the part you were talking about. Yeah. (laughs) But some parts they did drag that didn't even need to be dragged. They really did. Exactly. That's why I said, go ahead. It's just parts like the one that I mentioned at the end of 1666 that I would have just liked a little bit more, like a little bit more emotion from Ziggy and, you know, but. Yeah. And like, like, like I'm going to say, like, like I said, 1994 was basically my favorite one, but a close 1666, but they did drag in 78, this first part of the movie a lot that they didn't have to, that they could have just glossed over certain things but in 1666 like you said they could have spent more time with the Ziggy part and with Officer wasn't good right? Yep. Good especially when they first met again and they didn't see each other all those years since the camp part it could have been a little bit more emotional and different you know? Yeah definitely. That's the part I know what you're talking about because I was like they seen each other it seemed like he had kind of a more of emotion and she was just like dead inside. Oh yeah. But you would think it just would have been a little bit more fire there since they had like a romance thing and they she left, you know, in the ambulance and they, that's the last time they basically seen each other. So you thought it would have been a little bit more, even though he said she called once in a blue, blue moon. Mm-hmm. But you would think it would have been more different. But besides that, like I said, the movie can't be perfect. I enjoyed it as a trilogy. It was like awesome. And I wish they, I hope they make another trilogy of it because I, I, I'm mad that now next, this Friday coming, there's no more fifth. Fair Street. I was the last three weeks have been Fair Street. Now, like, what the fuck? I loved it. I was looking forward to it. It Had something to do while I was at work. (laughs) I will say though, I think the ultimate end of the movie. Like, if you continuously watch through the credits, you can see what's coming. Yes, definitely watch through the credits. Don't don't end it at the end. Just keep watching. Yep, nope. Definitely have to keep going. And that's that's why going back to my JK Rowling comment, mm-hmm. like that's why I feel like this is this is just the start for Lee. You know, she's she did a good she job. She did awesome. Awesome I mean, with these. Nobody does hundred percent in movies, that's rare, but she did a good job and I can't complain because I, I can sit there and watch this every week for the whole year. If she yeah. kept doing it, I have no problem. So I hopefully it's more to come because it seemed like it got a lot of good reviews on a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other review sites where I was watching, looking at, and um, I liked it. You liked it. A lot of people I know personally liked it. So I think it got a lot of good feed that they look like they may hopefully in a year or so make some more. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be awesome. It would be even cooler if they use like obviously they can you know bring in more cast but i loved how they had these people within all of the movies and i think that keeping doesn't have to be all of them but a good chunk of them to proceed with the series would be incredible it would be cool if they bring back some of the cast or the mains yeah. I mean, even even if they didn't, they got a whole new cast. As long as it's a good story and good, it, it doesn't matter to me. As long as it's good. Oh no, it's, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to keep it like American Horror Story. You just do your own thing. Because <laughs> well, me, no. 
that's like copying off American Horror Story a little bit, but I uh, know I, mean, I, I think it's not just I don't think it's copying. I think it's just because even with American Horror Story, they incorporated more people into their seasons. Yeah, but they kept a select few. Yeah, but even if they don't do that, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter. As long as this, this is a good movie, I don't care. If they they don't have to bring back the same people for me to like it. Oh no, I'm not saying so, that. I'm, but it's, sometimes, sometimes it's not good to bring back the same people too. Then you start connecting it, because sometimes for certain people, not just not just saying me, if they bring back the same cast, you're still connecting it to 94, 78, 66, and then then when you watch them in another say three say another trilogy. You start thinking about that, and it's a, it's a totally different movie. So sometimes that's not a good thing, neither. Sometimes it's good to bring fresh faces and keep it just glued to that other trilogy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see that. It's like being typecast. You start thinking about them in the other three trilogies instead of the new trilogy, because it's not going to continue from where this left off. Yeah, no, I definitely see your point of view. It's just some of these people had such a strong connection, probably with people. Yeah, they were just very good in their roles and seeing their range, I think, makes them that much more valuable. You know, because a lot of people can nail, like, a specific role, but, you know, we had a few of these people that, like, one, for example, McCabe Sly, who played Mad Thomas and Tommy Slater. Mm -hmm. Like, you saw the good side of Tommy Slater, and he, he played that very well, and then Mad Thomas was insane. (laughs) And he played that you know even better yeah that's the good thing about this movie they gave the actors different like the good the bad or the in between so you showed them showing different range of acting abilities so I give them that yeah definitely but like I said as long as they come back I don't care if it's the same cast or a different cast just bring it back because I'm, I'm craving for it more <laughs> mm-hmm, I agree I I'm gonna miss it agree. now this Saturday I'm like I don't have no Fair, fair Street I was looking <laughs> basically for a month I had Fair Street so it's like now you got to wait for maybe like two years and hopefully they're making another one. So I got to keep up on that. <laughs> so what is your overall thought on, let's say, the entire trilogy? If I had to give it like one to five or one out of ten. Yeah, go one to five. I would give it 4.2 Raven Wings. Ooh, 4.2. It was good. Like I could watch the whole... like. One of those days when you have nothing to do or it's a rainy day or you're just in the mood for movies, you have nothing to watch. I could sit there and watch the whole trilogy again, just back to back to back. And that's a good thing to do, if you, especially if you have nothing else to watch. I could definitely watch it again. Yeah, I have to agree. That's something I would definitely want to do is watch them all back to back. Yeah, back to back. Watch it unfold. Exactly. Instead of watching it day by week by week, mm-hmm. just sit there one day six hours you know get some drinks smoke some weed whatever you're into or just some water and just watch it and just enjoy it because i'm sure you'll see a lot of different things that you didn't see the first time because when i watched 78 the second time i seen a lot of different things that i didn't even see the first time yeah so it's always good to rewatch something good to see other things that you'd be like damn i don't remember that so i'll definitely watch the trilogy again probably within a month or so to come I did hear if you watch it backwards, it kind of destroys it. If you watch it backwards, <laughs> ain't that like talking, like speaking the devil's tongue? <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that. I, I saw a bunch of like people online 
saying this didn't make any sense. I watched it year by year. So they did 1666, then 1978, then 1994. Yeah, and but then the... I see other people ripping them apart. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, because you can't. Because it wouldn't make no sense. <laughs> exactly. I mean, so... they, did it, they did it backwards for a reason. So they're not yep. writing it. If they, wrote it. if they wrote it backwards, then it would make sense. But you, <laughs> even though they get... See, the, all right. I'm going to be kind, so I'm not going to speak bad of people. So I'll just talk how I feel. So if they went the way they just normally did, 94, 78, 66, they did it backwards for a reason. So everything is perfectly done for backwards as that supposed to be done. Even though the years going backwards is 66, 78, 94 to the geniuses out there, it's not meant to be written backwards. So it's not therefore going to be backwards. So even though the the, numer- the numeric way is backwards, doesn't mean the words and the storytelling is going to be backwards to make sense so it doesn't make sense so come on let's brighten up a little bit it's you know, <laughs> 2021 let's let's brighten up a little bit <laughs> i saw when i came across that i was like why are people doing that like they're putting it out <laughs> week by week how you should watch it <laughs> well yeah well you know i'm not religious to that point in, in political so i'm not gonna get into it but there's a lot of pot smokers and alcoholics out there well, a lot of people just like to try new things so maybe they thought it would be different or they thought like yeah, back in that's, the, that's valid or back in the 70s and 60s and 80s if you play a rock record backwards you know you hear a sign from the devil you know who knows what people think these days people's doing a lot of crazy shit <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah overall at least they tried. I loved it I thought it was great and I would highly recommend this yep so absolutely that's Ravens and Lamia Review on Fair Street Sadly to say, 1666, the final one so far, and hopefully there's more to come in the future because I really miss it. And I know she does because we <laughs> love watching it and talking about it before we even come on here to try to talk about a podcast. So, <laughs> you have any last closing statements? Go watch it if you haven't watched it. <laughs> yes. I sure hope at this point everybody has watched it. Yes, I think it got big enough traction that everybody should be, at least if not even liking it, watching it. Like on our other podcast on Stereo Live, we do on Saturday nights at 8.30. If you get the Stereo app, we talk live. Myself, Raven, Lamia, and our other co-host, Paul Rubin. And sometimes, this makes his special appearance, Werewolf Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) we do that live on Saturday nights at 8.30 on Stereo app live. So come listen to us live. We have fun. It's a... It's basically a podcast of a whirlwind. We t- start off talking about it, reviewing the movie, then we go to, into other movies, and we just start talking about a lot of bullshit, like we're in a bar, and it just, <laughs> it's fun from there. It goes from horror to sex to just daily life bullshit. And, it's and opinions. We and, like to hear everyone's opinions on things. Yes, you can actually message in, and if you got really something good you want to say, we can actually add you to the podcast for a little while, and it's fun. So, like I said, that's it for us. The trilogy of Fair Street we loved. Sad to see it go. Hopefully it comes back. But Raven's out. Thank you for coming and visiting the Raven's Nest. Anything else? Lamia? That's it. Thank you all for your support. Thank you. See you next week for another review. Um, link, it, well, link will be in my face, not even Facebook, my Instagram bio, Raven underscore horrors. And yours, Lamia? weird underscore chick underscore 88 
<laughs> she had to think about that for a second. I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, come links in bio to come listen to Stereo Live this Saturday nights at eight thirty, and for anything else on Anchor or Spotify that we're talking about right now, and we're at, actually just got included to the big leads to Apple iTunes podcasting. <laughs> so I'll be posting that soon. So thank you for joining us. Raven's Horror Show out with Lamia and Raven. See you next week. Peace out. Bye. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome to Raven's Horror Show with my co-host Lamia. How you doing? Hello, hello. How are you? I'm okay. Just chilling. Very good. Hey, did you know, right, I came across this today, that 16 years ago, on this day, Rob Zombie's film, The Devil's Rejects, was released. Oh, one of my favorite movies. I don't know which one I like more, either The Devil's Reject or The House of a Thousand Corpse, because they're both even for me, but I like both of them. 16 oh. years. Damn, I'm getting old. <laughs> I I love House of a Thousand Corpse. I don't I feel like that's that's definitely my winner with his films. I did just see um I didn't even know this was a movie, but a movie called 31 by him that I have not seen. That looks pretty good. Did you see that one? Yeah, that was good. To me it wasn't one of his best ones. It was okay. It was it was alright. Like between all the rest of his films, I put it like right in the middle. Besides, um, what was the other one? The Salem. Oh, the Lords of Salem. Yeah, I mean that one creeped me out. <laughs> yeah, that one was that one was decent too. Was still to me wasn't one of his best ones. No, no. But um, I mean I don't so far I don't think he did anything to surpass um House of a Thousand Cross and Devil's Reject, even Three from Hell didn't stand up to it though but I still like all his movies oh yeah I'm excited for the monsters he's doing I know he gets a lot of mixed reviews you know but I'm excited to see his spin on it yeah I know he loves the monsters he was on him and Howard Stern are friends and they always talking about like they used to go he used to go to Howard Stern's house and hang out and then they used to watch the monsters and just hang out and like they're super huge monster fans so I wonder how good he's gonna make it but you're always gonna have your good and your bad so see how it's gonna go I mean it's not gonna be a hundred percent of fans just loving it because you're always gonna have the haters hating what he do and then you have the people loving it so we'll see how this goes oh yeah absolutely is it the movie or the show I forgot which one it was oh I'm pretty sure that's a show I mean you're gonna also have the mixed reviews for people who aren't a fan of remakes I mean I'm one of those people the, they just never stand up for me so but we'll see we'll I don't mind chance. I don't mind remakes if they're good <laughs> yeah but it's very rare that they're they're good I know but I was thinking about one remake that I seen that I didn't care that they remade it because it was really awesome I'm just I can't, I can't recall it right now yeah there are definitely a couple of them I wish they would focus more on the not so great films from you know like yeah, we the make 80s. the ones that are horrible. 
Yeah. <laughs> Don't we make the good ones? We make the horrible ones and make them better. Exactly. That would be so much more ideal. But anyway. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, today's review that we, me and Lamia was going to do, we're talking about the last movie for Fair Street, 1666, the trilogy, which I love the whole series of the three movies. And this one didn't disappoint to me at all. What did you, your takes on it? I, I loved it. I, I really, I really feel like it all tied together so well, ultimately. Um, I, I have to say, and I know I've said this for each review we've done, mm-hmm. but the cast, the cast is phenomenal. Like, you can really see them shine uh-huh. in, like, any role that they're put into. Like, you're seeing their range, and it's it's just incredible. And I love how they recycle the cast. Yeah. The American Horror Story on it. They did a good job. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean... I think the overall execution without, you know, getting fully into the review, I just have to say, like, it, to me, it was perfect. It highlighted everything very well. Yeah, the cast was good. And I think they had every single one, basically, from the first two and the last one, didn't they? Um, yeah, actually. So I could remember. The mains, anyway. Yeah, definitely. They Yeah, because they had... Kiana, Kiana Madeira, I believe that's, I hope I'm not butchering her name, but the one who's Dina and she plays the version of Sarah Fear, because you know she's not the actual, you know, Sarah Fear, but mm-hmm. um, she, she really, she shines. Yeah, she shines through the whole three episodes. She really does. And also, we have. Ashley Zuckerman, okay, who plays Nick Good, and mm-hmm. in you know 1666 he's Solomon Good. Yep. This to me was probably one of my favorite roles. <laughs> he just executed it so well. Like I didn't think for a second the movie was gonna go the way it did. Yeah, I know this one. To me. One of my favorite ones was 1994, but this was like either basically tie or right behind it, especially the second half of it when it just goes and it's just like the first half reminds me so much of the Crucibles and Salem, the TV show or or any other horror witch hunt movie. But then, then 45 minutes in, it started taking its own spin on it and got different. And then after that, the action and everything just went for the last hour. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another thing with with <laughs> the whole cast, <laughs> I have to say, like the script on this one definitely outshined both the first and the second film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was ambitious. The script was completely ambitious. It, it was challenging. It keeping the accents so strong and the emotion along with it like they all they all truly nailed it 
I think that um that came from the the director. What's her name? Um, we never even spoke about her, but she did all three um, Fair Street. Lee um, J- Lee J- Janiac, if that's if that's how you even pronounce it. I don't like you said. I don't want to butcher the names, but Janiac Lee Janiac. She's the director, screenwriters, and like even like in twenty fourteen, she did um this movie called The Mystery Honeymoon, which got good reviews. It was a B movie, but it got really good reviews. And it was starring this girl um Rose Leslie from I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones. She's yes. Game of Thrones. <laughs> but yeah, she she's in that one, and she also did the Screen TV show. Which not is not oh. which is nothing to brag about because I love Scream more than anybody, but the show wasn't all that great. <laughs> but she did redeem herself by um, writing in the the Outpost um, TV series like from four years ago, and that was an awesome series. I was posting about that I think a couple of days ago. The Outpost she did so she got, but this one they drove it drove her over the top now. So she's starting to get a lot of like for the new young horror kids are starting to like like her and like her take on how she's starting to do horror. I mean, she just turned 40 years old. So, I mean, t- t- to some people that's young, to some people that's old, depending on your age group. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people are starting to like her takes on, like, especially these three movies. They're saying she's like the new hot up and coming like screenwriter now. But just for these three movies, but we don't know what she got planned for the future yet. Oh, yeah. she You know, she's going to be like... And of course, I can't. Why can't I think of her name? J. J. K. Rowling. Oh, the okay. Harry Potter books. This is what I feel like this is going to turn into, but with movie series. Yeah, she's definitely like making like putting her own twist and spin on things. Like, like even like the movie was about a curse, and she made it seem different. About like made it like a blessing type of way. I can't explain it how I'm seeing it in my head, but that's how I got to take. I liked how she like told the story. Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. Because I think a lot of what these films are like, it's like they're um, they're saying how history repeats itself if nobody stops it, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's basically, you know, what this last one was about, you know? They went through what they went through and they were ultimately able to stop the curse. Exactly. And I like how this one too, they didn't even have to need, they didn't need a lot of killing. It was a lot of just, it was no death, it was just like a good storytelling. So a lot of people didn't even die in this one. If that's a spoiler or spoiler alert, it might be some spoilers in this one. Cause this one's <laughs> like too good to tell without a spoiler. But if you haven't seen it yet, then you know, that's on you. <laughs> Cause they're good enough that you should have been rushing to go see it. But in the first two, there's a lot of death scenes. But this one wasn't really no death kit, but it's just a good storytelling and good characters. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. There wasn't a lot of gore in it whatsoever. I think the parts that we did see, you know, the eyes gouged out from the kids and mm-hmm. Sarah Fear's hand. Oh, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly. There was a lot of stabbing and good stabbing and blood curdling parts in the first and second one, but that scene in the court house with the the preacher with the eyes and the kids Mm-mm. there that was like just dark and de- not demonic it was just like that was like one of the best scenes parts in the whole series i like that part yeah that was it was very chilling that was not 
That was not something I would want to ever walk into. I'd rather walk into somebody stabbing someone I know, right? than walk into that. Into that. That's like straight out of a, you know, yeah, like you said, demonic. No, no, I'm also a demonic situation. Yeah, it was creepy. Everything's always creepier when you have like kids or teenagers and stuff like that. When, when it's adults, it, it does a good chill factor. But when it's like kids, for something about kids being haunted or like killed and or something like that, it makes it more just bone chilling to me. Oh, yeah. I am completely, completely on the same page with you. It, that's terrifying. Kids being all cre- uh uh-uh. it's, it's It reminds me of the Freddy Krueger song and... <laughs> With all the kids, I ain't getting into that. Oh, the one, two, Freddy's waiting Stop for you. It. Oh my god, that's actually a, too much. That's not a bad song, actually. It's scary. It scares the hell out of me. I even like though how Dina, the series lead, how they like. I like how they connected everything. Like how they brought her from going to 1978, and all of a sudden she's like, she's a fear the rich. They made her like to see inside the witch. She became the witch even though she wasn't and it, they walked her through her life in 1666 I love that they did that yeah and then how they jumped it back from the first the first half it was all 1666 then they jumped it back into the 1994 oh. to tie it up for the hour and then shit just went right after that it just flowed so fast right after that oh yeah that that to me was incredible and then you know getting to see the dark side of Nick Good like once she came back Mm-hmm. It was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that that was really awesome how they did that. And just like you was talking about in the first two movies, like how the, the atmosphere, they just stayed on point with the atmosphere. Like from, they gave you the chills from the 1994, like the 80s horror, like the scream. Mm-hmm. Even though it was 94, if they gave, it was, had that 80s horror feel went straight to like sleepaway camp slash jason type of feel mm-hmm. in 78 to back in the day in a, in a 1666 type of witch hunt type of feel to slash boom right, right back absolutely to, right, they did it just well to me they did it well oh yeah i have to agree in the lighting in these atmospheres too like in the first one 94 you have the neon colors and then mm-hmm. in 78 it's like the the orangey tones. Yes, with the good soundtracks in both of the first two. Of course, absolutely. And then you have like the cooler, like I want to call it cooler colors. It was like a colder feeling in the 1666. Yes, with no good soundtrack because it's the 1666. <laughs> I'm not remembering though if they had a soundtrack in the second half because it was back up to 94, but I just know I don't remember anything good of the music in 66. It was just straight up good like about the acting and the storytelling and the characters they did play an awesome song when they were going like crazy on the slashers but i forget which song oh, it was yeah when they when they had them locked in the mall scene would just call it yes <laughs> i don't want to ruin it just in case too many spoilers the super soakers yes, <laughs> that was super awesome soaker scenes. yeah that was cool and that was a good homage back in the day when we used to play with those super soakers and they used them for nice kind of weaponry mm-hmm absolutely I, so. I think leading leading up to the end everything tied in incredibly I think out of all three I, th- I do think that 1994 was the film that 
stood the most chance of standing alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were all good, but tying them in just it really like it tied up every little loose end and it ultimately it was it was just awesome i loved it the ending scenes too i have to say like without giving too too much away it it was incredible like that mall fight was epic <laughs> yeah it's like it's like you said like to me 1994 from beginning to end was good from the storytelling from the beginning then had it went the it kept going and going and it kept going faster and faster and faster like it built up perfectly mm-hmm. then as to 78 went from s- slow but good but slow to then the second half just boom fast and 1666 went slow but was kind of more interesting cuz the, the way she made her take on like i said if you watch the crucibles and any kind of witch hunt story you're going to be like oh this is everything's the same but then at some part it she looked like she puts her own twist on it and then it becomes different and then the whole second half is just like a fucking a roller coaster ride it's just awesome yeah there was a couple weird things to me not weird things like what well no there was one weird thing the whole scene <laughs> the whole scene with Martin okay so at the end when they go and they drive up to a stoop and they're just like do you want to help us kill officer good <laughs> like, like oh yeah me, it was such a strange twist but yeah that that was just like out it was just like somebody else did it and just threw it in the movie yeah i know what like, you're talking about <laughs> it was so random like he ended up fitting very well with them in the mall like it, yeah. it was perfect but to me it was just like what yeah, just, just out the blue martin you want to help us kill somebody I don't want to give it a lot away let me but, let me get my but, coat yeah let me get my coat it was just like to me I mean I don't know how everybody else was going to look at it people could be like that was a weird scene or a stupid scene but to me that was like you know what they used to do stupid shit like that back in the 80s <laughs> if you really think about it you should be like okay this is just a stupid movie and just like let's just do something out the blue and that's what it would remind you of some stupid part in the 80s that's how I got from it oh yeah Yeah, I can see that. I and think the nut. Go, go ahead. No, you go. No, and then when he started helping him, he's like you said, he fit right in perfectly and it was just like that never part never even happened. It was like yeah. he was there the whole it was like he was there all through the movies. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> it was cool how that happened though. And At I actually first pre- it was weird, but and I actually preferred if he was there for all through the movies more because he was actually funny. Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely I I have to say though I think a a big thing that I did not like about this movie is just the fact that at the end of the movie and I know it was this the 1666 part is this a spoiler then, um no I mean I don't I don't really think so I just don't like how they sped through the ending you know when they went and they they saw Ziggy and told them, you know, told her the situation. Mm-hmm. It was like zip 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 and they were already at the mall with Martin and everything and it just I wish that they slowed oh, that down a little bit. That? Yeah. It just to me it just went a little too fast like they should have just pulled it back just a little bit, you know. 
Yeah, I can understand that, but then again, it is a what I was gonna say. There's a it's not like an Oscar movie that you have to explain. It's a horror movie, so you can get away with that kind of stuff. Like yeah. when, when you're doing like real detail type movies, like saying like like I say Oscar movie types, and you got to talk and know every single thing that's going on. Movies like that, you can kind of cut and go. Like you don't really think about it, I me mean, unless you're paying really deep attention like you are <laughs> but it's just something i know but i know what be- you mean you know because with 1978 i definitely felt like there was parts that they dragged on yes they did and it's like okay well maybe if you just didn't drag that on so much and then yeah you, you know let seen, that roll out a little bit <laughs> yeah you could have seen some of the budget and money for the part you were talking about yeah <laughs> <laughs> but some parts they did drag that they didn't even need to be dragged they really did exactly and that's why go ahead it's just parts like the one that i mentioned at the end of 1666 that i would have just liked a little bit more like a little bit more emotion from ziggy and you know but yeah and like 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 i'm gonna say real quick like like i said 1994 was basically my favorite one but a close 1666 but they did drag in 78 this first part of the movie a lot that they didn't have to that they could have just glossed over certain things but in 1666 like you said they could have spent more time with the Ziggy part and with Officer wasn't good right yep good especially when they first met again and they didn't see each other all those years since the camp part it could have been a little bit more emotional and different you know yeah definitely that's the part I know what you're talking about because I was like they seen each other it seemed like he had kind of a more of emotion and she was just like dead inside oh yeah but you would think it just would have been a little bit more fire there since they had like a romance thing and they she left you know in the ambulance and they, that's the last time they basically seen each other so you thought it would have been a little bit more even though he said she called once in a blue blue moon mm-hmm. but you would think it would have been more different but besides that like i said the movie can't be perfect i enjoyed as a trilogy it was like awesome and i wish they hope they make another trilogy of it because i, I i'm mad that now next this friday coming there's no more fifth fair street i was for the last three weeks have been fair street now like what the fuck i loved it i was looking forward to it It had something to do while i was at work (laughs) i will say though i think the ultimate end of the movie like if you continuously watch through the credits you can see what's coming Yes, definitely watch through the credits. Don't don't end it at the end. Just keep watching. Yep, nope. Definitely have to keep going. And that's that's why going back to my JK Rowling comment, mm-hmm. like that's why I feel like this is this is just the start for Lee. You know, she's She did a good she job. She did awesome. Awesome I mean, with these. Nobody does hundred percent in movies, that's rare, but she did a good job and I can't complain because I, I can sit there and watch this every week for the whole year. If she yeah. kept doing it, I have no problem. So I hopefully it's more to come because it seemed like it got a lot of good reviews on a lot of other podcasts and a lot of other review sites where I was watching, looking at, and um, I liked it, you liked it, a lot of people I know personally liked it. So I think it got a lot of good feed that they look like they may hopefully in a year or so make some more. Yeah, definitely. I think that would be awesome. It would be even cooler if they use like 
obviously they can you know bring in more cast but i loved how they had these people within all of the movies and i think that keeping doesn't have to be all of them but a good chunk of them to proceed with the series would be incredible it would be cool if they bring back some of the cast or the mains yeah. I mean, even even if they didn't, they got a whole new cast. As long as it's a good story and good, it it doesn't matter to me. As long as it's good. Oh no, it's, absolutely. I mean, you don't have to keep it like American Horror Story. You just do your own thing. Because <laughs> well, me, no, that's like copying off American Horror Story a little bit. But I know I, mean, I I think it's not just. I don't think it's copying. I think it's just. Because even with American Horror Story, they incorporated more people into their seasons. Yeah. But they kept a select few. Yeah. But even if they don't do that, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter. As long as this, this is a good movie, I don't care. If they they don't have to bring back the same people for me to like it. Oh no, I'm not saying so, that. I'm, but it's, sometimes, sometimes it's not good to bring back the same people too. Then you start connecting it, because sometimes to certain people, not just not just saying me. If they bring out the same cast, you're still connecting it to 94, 78, 66. And then then when you watch them in another, say, three, say another trilogy, you start thinking about that. And it's a, it's a totally different movie. So sometimes that's not a good thing, neither. Sometimes it's good to bring fresh faces and keep it just glued to that other trilogy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I can see that. It's like being typecast. You start thinking about them in the other three trilogies instead of the new trilogy. Because it's not going to continue from where this left off. Yeah, no, I definitely see your point of view. It's just some of these people had such a strong... Connection probably with people. Yeah, they were just very good in their roles. And seeing their range, I think, makes them that much more valuable. You know, because a lot of people can nail, like, a specific role. But, you know, we had a few of these people that... Like, one, for example, McCabe Sly, who played Mad Thomas and Tommy Slater. Mm-hmm. Like, you saw the good side of Tommy Slater, and he he played that very well. And then Mad Thomas was insane. <laughs> and he yeah. played that, you know, even better. Yeah, that's the good thing about this movie. They gave the actors different, like, the good, the bad, or the in-between. So you showed them showing different range of the acting abilities. So I give them that. Yeah, definitely. But like I said, as long as they come back, I don't care if it's the same cast or a different cast, just bring it back because I'm I'm craving for it more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I agree. I I'm gonna miss it. Agree. Now the Saturday, I'm like, I don't have no fair, fair street. I was looking <laughs> basically for a month I had fair street. So it's like now you gotta wait for maybe like two years and hopefully they're making another one. So I gotta keep up on that. <laughs> so what is your overall thought on let's say the entire trilogy? If I had to give it like one to five or one out of ten, yeah, go one to five. I would give it four point two Raven Wings. Ooh, 4.2. It was good. Like I could watch the whole like one of those days when you have nothing to do or it's a rainy day or you're just in the mood for movies. You have nothing to watch. I could sit there and watch the whole trilogy again, just back to back to back, and that's a good thing to do, if, especially if you have nothing else to watch. I could definitely watch it again. Yeah, I have to agree. That's something I would definitely want to do is watch them all back to back. Yeah, back to back. Watch it unfold. Exactly. Instead of watching it day by week by week, Mm -hmm. just sit there one day, six hours, you know, get some drinks, smoke some weed, whatever you're into, or just some water and just watch it and just enjoy it. 
because I'm sure you'll see a lot of different things that you didn't see the first time. Because when I watched 78 the second time, I seen a lot of different things that I didn't even see the first time. Yeah. So it's always good to rewatch something good to see other things that you'd be like, damn, I don't remember that. So I will definitely watch the trilogy again probably within a month or so to come. I did hear if you watch it backwards, it kind of destroys it. If you watch it backwards, <laughs> ain't that like talking, like speaking the devil's tongue? <laughs> <laughs> so, something like that. I, I saw a bunch of like people online saying this didn't make any sense. I watched it year by year. So they did 1666, then 1978, then 1994. Yeah, and then those... I see other people ripping them apart. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, because you can't, but it wouldn't make no sense. Exactly. I mean, so... they, did it, they did it backwards for a reason. So they're not yep. writing it. If they, wrote it. if they wrote it backwards, then it would make sense. But you, <laughs> even though they... See, the, all right. I'm going to be kind, so I'm not going to speak bad of people. So I'll just talk how I feel. So if they went the way they just normally did, 94, 78, 66, they did it backwards for a reason. So everything is perfectly done for backwards as that supposed to be done. Even though the years going backwards is 66, 78, 94 to the geniuses out there, it's not meant to be written backwards. So it's not therefore going to be backwards. So even though the the, numer- the numeric way is backwards, doesn't mean the words and the storytelling is going to be backwards to make sense. So it doesn't make sense. So come on, let's brighten up a little bit. It's you know, I, 2021. <laughs> let's let's brighten up a little bit. I, I saw <laughs> when I came across that, I was like, why are people doing that? Like they're putting it out <laughs> week by week, how you should watch it. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, I'm not religious to that point and political, so I'm not going to get into it. But there's a lot of pot smokers and alcoholics out there. Well, a lot of people just like to try new things. So maybe they thought it would be different or they thought like back yeah, that's, in the that's valid. Or back in the seventies and sixties and eighties, if you play a rock record backwards, you know you hear a sign from the devil. You know who knows what people think these days. People's doing a lot of crazy shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, overall, I loved it. I thought it was great, and I would highly recommend this. Yep. So absolutely. That's Ravens and Lamia review on Fair Street. Sadly to say, 1666, the final one so far, and hopefully there's more to come in the future because I really miss it. And I know she does because we <laughs> love watching it and talking about it before we even come on here to try to talk about a podcast. So, <laughs> you have any last closing statements? Go watch it if you haven't watched it. <laughs> yes. I sure hope at this point everybody has watched it. Yes, I think it got big enough traction that everybody should be at least, if not even liking it, watching it. Like on our other podcast on Stereo Live, we do on Saturday nights at 8.30. If you get the Stereo app, we talk live. Myself, Raven, Lamia, and our other co-host, Paul Rubin. And sometimes, he makes his special appearance, Werewolf Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) we do that live on Saturday nights at 8.30 on Stereo App Live. So come listen to us live. We have fun. It's a... It's basically a podcast of a whirlwind. We start off talking about it, reviewing the movie, then we go to, into other movies, and we just start talking about a lot of bullshit, like we're in a bar, and it just gets <laughs> fun from there. It goes from horror to sex to just daily life bullshit. And, it's and opinions. We yeah. like to hear everyone's opinions on things. Yes, you can actually message in, and if you got really something good you want to say, we can actually add you to the podcast for a little while, and it's fun, so... 
like I said, that's it for us. The trilogy of Fair Street, we loved. Sad to see it go. Hopefully it comes back. But Ravens out. Thank you for coming and visiting the Ravens Nest. Anything else? Lamia? That's it. Thank you all for your support. Thank you. See you next week for another review. Um, link, it, well, link will be in my face, not even Facebook, my Instagram bio, Raven underscore horrors. And yours, Lamia? Weird underscore chick underscore 88. <laughs> <laughs> she had to think about that for a second. I did. <laughs> but um, yeah, come, links in bio to come listen to Stereo Live this Saturday nights at 8.30. And for anything else on Anchor or Spotify that we're talking about right now. And we actually just got included to the big leads to Apple iTunes podcast and so I'll be posting that soon so thank you for joining us Ravens Horror Show out with Lamia and Raven see you next week peace out